0: Welcome to the Contractor's Best Friend Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Humphrey, and we are sponsored today by Caterpillar and ForConstructionPros.com. I'm joined here in the studios uh, with two of our uh, veterans, Jason Hurtis, our Caterpillar quarry and aggregates expert, and Lonnie Fritz, our Caterpillar heavy construction and road building expert. Gentlemen, how are we doing today?
1: Doing well, doing well. Post-COVID, it's good, isn't it? It's
0: all good. Hey, today's topic, guys, is probably, if it's not the highest, it is definitely one of the biggest concerns for contractors. That's this whole fuel efficiency issues, the power of fuel data is what we want to talk about today. And know both of you have been involved with talking with clients for Caterpillar about this. Jason, you actually wrote a recent blog that was really interesting. Give us some overriding thoughts that we might be able to explore today on how do we help contractors be more efficient with their fuel.
2: Well, the very first thing contractors need to do to be efficient with fuel is know how to measure it either use telematics, paper, top-off methods, the meter on your fuel tank, whatever you have at your disposal, but that's what you have to do first, you have to measure it. Once you measure it, then you can know how much you're using, where you're using it, idle time, all that sort of information, then you can turn that data into action and start going after the low-hanging fruit. A lot of people think, you know, Nobody has idle time. Well, everybody has idle time. You, you have to. It's just the nature of the beast. But if you can reduce it from sixty or seventy percent idle time down to thirty or forty. That's a huge
0: win. So yeah. you're actually talking about when, a, when, a, when, if you're going to take a short break, turn the equipment off instead of letting it idle. Yeah, and that's a misnomer too. In
2: in the past, you know, everybody had to have a 30 minute warm up right. or a 30 right. minute cool right. down. Right. Now there's systems on almost every manufacturer's machines that, you know, will warm up the, the hydraulics faster. Um, may limit the speed until right. the hydraulics are warm, but you can still go to work. There's auto idle shutdowns, so they'll cool down the turbo. They'll pull the def out of the line they'll automatically shut down the operator can simply walk away from the machine so a lot of those technologies exist that help with that um, you know a lot of people s- still think I got to let it idle over lunch because I want the air conditioning to run. <laughs> and and that's something that you're gonna have to manage on yeah. the site yeah. you know there are some systems that will help you do that but you know it gets hot in Texas it gets hot in New Mexico um, but that's again we're if that's part of your idle time and you can live with that as a business Fine, so be it. Attack the non-productive parts
0: of Idle Time. Well, Lonnie... I know you've been in, con- in construction as a contractor as well. One of the things of the old school is you got to let that thing run for about an hour before we use it, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, to Jason's point, you know, let, let's warm it up. Let's walk away, have a cup of coffee, talk yeah. about last night's game. And uh, at least there's no black smoke rolling out. At yeah, moment, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And, and it is important uh, to Jason's mention there, you know, warming up the hydraulics, you know, the hydraulics are smarter today. They need to be warmed up, especially if you're going to go through a calibration or quick cal on payload. Um, you really need to have that hydraulic system warmed up as an example on the next generation excavator. So there's a lot of intelligence built into the machines today um, to get to those uh, optimal temperatures.
0: In your two experiences, you guys' experience, how serious are owners of equipment for Caterpillar? How how um, consistent are they in taking the data that might be coming off of the telematics and, and doing something with that? Are they learning from that? Are they actually, is it impacting the way they operate equipment? Well
2: I think first it's economics. As, as diesel fuel prices get up, yep. my phone starts ringing more and more. Um, <laughs> and, and for obvious reasons, because it's yeah. the number one impact on your operating costs. So when diesel prices start to get in bulk at two fifty dollars to $3 a gallon, hmm. they're, they're waking up and paying attention. Um, and those actions that they put into place and taking the information turning it into data, they can immediately see the benefits you know the next time they get their fuel bill they can see how much it's changed they can see how much their productivity has gone up they can see all that and monitor all that and it's almost
0: instantaneous the output that they get, as well as the savings that they can get. How do you convert, though, Lonnie, how do we convert the operator that's been working on previous generations of equipment 20, 30 years ago, and then trying to get the, how do we convince them to move to this new recognition that really the the, 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 the electronics we have on this thing actually will help them be more productive?
1: I think if it's a step change you know, coming out of um, previous versions of machines or machines that haven't had the innovation technology of the machines that you have today. So to your example, if you're 20, 30 years into the industry and now you are on a newer product, let's say a D6XE dozer, it's awareness, right. understanding the ease of use features, understanding how to set. There's timers you can put on the next gen wheel loaders now and set the timer for the auto engine idle shutdown, uh, things of that nature. So I need to understand what's in the monitor, what's in the machine, fully leverage it. I know the owner that purchased that machine would want you as an operator to fully leverage those new features. Yeah. So if you're used to open cab, maybe an old dozer that had no technology, whether it be missions and or grade control, for example, and you get on a new machine mm. today, it, it really is about training and awareness understanding and utilizing all those features and benefits to the max
0: Yeah, jason i i uh lonnie just brought up something i didn't know that we might touch on but from the exhaust systems how much of that plays into this what what are the signs that the equipment isn't running properly or if it's too much oil not enough gas I mean I, where's the mix there on, on reading the the, the the body language of the equipment so
2: yeah a lot of the signs are electronic based okay. so there's level one warnings level two warnings you know vision link alerts telematic alerts mm. um, the operator could probably also feel change in performance of the machine itself you know if an injector's is not right or an is, you know using too much fuel mm. they could probably hear and feel the performance of the machine but the machines are so smart a lot of it's going to tell you that you have a problem before you even recognize that you have a problem.
1: Okay. Back to triggered alerts, right? Fault right. codes in the telematic system if you're tied in with product link, pushing it back to vision link, and just derating of the machine. So, I mean, they're so smart today, they're not going to just keep pushing out black smoke. They don't do that anymore. As I mentioned a couple right. of times already, right. it's going to tell you, I don't feel good. Okay. I need some help.
0: That's great language. Hey, before we close out, let's leave some final thoughts, maybe a wrap-up. What might be, again, two or three good reminders that the, the listeners of this will say, I need to start doing that? If you're not already measuring your fuel,
2: uh, idle time, fuel consumption how much fuel you're, you're spending, how much fuel you're ordering, you need to do that today. That's where you start. You gotta measure it first and then you can attack it after you measure it.
1: And along with measuring it, Brad, is compare across your, your business. If you're in earth moving, you have two, three, four different operations going in similar applications and similar soil, compare what your machines are burning. Mm-hmm. Look for the best fuel efficiency. Mm-hmm. How can we replicate that across the fleet and across our business? Maybe it's a training opportunity. It might be. Of the field staff, operation, maybe all of the above.
0: This has been great. Guys, uh, those of you listening, if you want uh, to certainly listen to this podcast again, feel free to do that. And certainly go to uh, the website at FordConstructionPros.com and Caterpillar, and you may be able to find some of the other archive topics that, uh, that we put together for you. Guys, thank you for helping us. I think we have given some quick wins on how to help fuel, control, fuel costs. It's, it's certainly on the top of everybody's brain. Hey, good luck to you. If you're a contractor or a leader listening to this, put it to work. And thank you for taking your time to spend with us today. Find new videos from the Caterpillar team on the Cat Products YouTube channel.